Hello and welcome to That Geek Pod. I'm Catherine and today I've got my very good friend, Brittany Brown. How are you going, Brittany? Hello. How are you? I'm great. Great. Now you've just had Thanksgiving, so was that really good? Yeah, it was different. It was okay. I just had, you know, the family lives here. You know, we had some, you know, other just really close family members over. There wasn't really a lot of us. It was a kind of normal Thanksgiving, but it went really well. The food was great. Um, yeah, just a, your typical Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. So I've, I've had a few Thanksgivings type of thing because I've got you know, American friends and things like that. But obviously it's not a big deal here in Australia, but somehow we do have Black Friday sales. Ooh. We, we still have Black Friday sales, so oh well. <laughs> What's your favourite Thanksgiving food thing? Ooh, I love the ham. I honestly right now like I love everything because like I've been dieting for like the past year (laughs) so literally like you give me anything I'm gonna eat it and it just makes food like a hundred times better like my plate yesterday was just amazing I had like turkey I had the stuffing I had like a little bit of just a little bit of everything and just give me everything I'll eat it my mom makes like cookies and pumpkin bread I love a good pumpkin yes. bread. Oh, oh! I don't think I've had pumpkin be- bread. I've had cornbread. I'll have to make you a loaf when you come down for a celebration. Yes, yes. I'm. I'm going to be sampling all the American foods. Um, so last time I tried to go to as many different burger places, but yes, have to keep keep trying all the American foods and come back. Nice and big. <laughs> yeah. No, ham is good. Can't wait for Christmas. So you get that glorious like week of Christmas ham. And oh. and so you have ham sandwiches for like a week. It's glorious. I know uh, Carlos just came over. I, I have custody of him for the weekend. So I made him a nice plate of Thanksgiving leftovers and I got him a roll and put some ham on it and some cheese and I put it in like the microwave for like a minute. And I'm like, God, that looks so good. I love leftovers. <laughs> so on Boxing Day here in Australia, we have the Boxing Day test in Melbourne, which is the first day of the cricket test match. Now, cricket, the test matches go for five days. Um, so that's day one. And I've been to a number of days on Boxing Day and you just see everyone on on Boxing Day bring out their lunch at lunchtime and everyone's got like leftover sandwiches for, for their lunch. It's just great. <laughs> that's amazing. You can't go wrong with a sandwich. No. Nice white bread, ham. No, all good. God, am I hungry? I think I'm hungry. I think that's my problem. <laughs> I'm always hungry. That's why I always have to like run or go outside and do something because I'm always like, I need to eat. Mm. Well, that was a bit of an issue when we were in, in hard lockdown here. It's that my kitchen's like, 
three steps away from where I was doing my work. I was like, I've sent that work email. Oh, now go get a chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> That's great though, but congrats. I think you guys have, you guys made it out. Yep. Wow. Yep. We're now on 29th day of zero new cases. Um, so no new cases, no deaths and no active cases now. So, you know, it was a long time in lockdown, but we're looking at a fairly normal summer, which is which is good. But I feel so bad. I feel guilting away for the rest of the world. That you know, you're all getting into lockdown or in bad shape. Yeah, it's definitely unfortunate. Like I feel like definitely like the United States, like we unfortunately didn't take it as seriously as we should have and that's why you know we're suffering immensely now like it just it's so annoying because it's like you know I'm very safe you know those around me are very safe but a lot of people aren't but I would give props to you guys because you guys have done outstanding and you guys are doing so outstanding that you know you have zero cases zero deaths right now like that's really great and you should celebrate that because you're yeah probably able to do like so much like be able to go eat inside of a restaurant like think about how exciting that is for us now and like a year ago we're like yeah I'm going to a restaurant you know you get to see your friends you know like that's amazing like that's yeah yeah so a few nights ago I went to a little bar in Windsor which is run by Tracy who was on um Rebel Girl. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so she's living in Melbourne now and they've opened up again um, and met up with Josh from Star Wars Spelt Out and Andy from Star Wars 101. Yes, we, we should have brought, like, recording equipment. This is ridiculous. <laughs> it's like um, all my yeah. favourite people in a room. Like, that's... Oh, you guys live so I'm so jealous of how close you all live with each other like just walking distance it seems like like you know here in LA you know or I, I'm I'm in San Diego everyone else is like in LA like it's usually like an hour to drive to get to everyone but you guys are all yeah. like let's go to the bar like that's so <laughs> cool I love that yeah it's been such a long time since we saw each other because you know, we couldn't go more than five kilometres from our house for a number of months. So that was oh, 5K miles. I have to do the conversion now. Oh, no, that's too hard. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think you got it. I think that's close enough. Yeah. But um, so it was like looking at each other going, we haven't seen each other for a long time and we would see each other quite regularly. Um, so yeah, it was good, but it's, it's quite strange coming out again as well. It's quite strange. It is yeah. just interactions with other human beings. It's just interesting. Cause it's like, you don't know if you should hug, you don't know if, you know, do the elbow thing. Like, what do you do? Yeah. You know, stand six feet apart and say, Hey, uh, pal, you know, like- that's yeah. Me standing there waving is my go-to because I have to admit that the doing elbows, it, I see it on the news and things with like politicians doing it. I'm like, yeah, nah, yeah, nah, that's, I'm not doing that. That's, that just looks really 
I don't know. But, yeah, it will be awkward for a little while. But it's funny, um, you know, through lockdown, I know a lot of people, like, watched a whole lot of things and I'm like, I haven't watched that much, you know, because I was at home teaching the next generation. Um, But have you had time to binge any shows or catch up on things? Oh, yes. I had a lot of time to, God, do everything. Like I I played Animal Crossing on the Switch for like two two months straight. You know, I started watching, you know, Great British Baking Show. I finished all of that in, you know, about a month. Um, I'm watching The Crown right now. Um, I watched Love is Blind, all those crappy Netflix dating shows. There's one called Back with the X, and that one's really funny. I recommend that one. But, yeah, The Crown is what I'm really into right now. Like, God, that's just a fantastic show. Yeah. The first two seasons are brilliant. I think because it's so far back as well that we've got that level of separation from it. Mm -hmm. That, yeah. Yeah, it's that's so good. But of course, it, it is a bit weird for me seeing you know Doctor Who as Prince Philip. I'm like, no, no, that's wrong. I like the Doctor. Yeah, it's I weird. Like <laughs> the Doctor. <laughs> yeah, it's weird that seeing the Doctor is a dick. Like he's just a dick throughout <laughs> throughout this. I swear. But ah, uh, yeah. What a what yeah. a delightful show. I. I'm on season four now, and I mm. desperately miss Claire Foy. Like, she was yeah. a fantastic queen, Elizabeth. Yeah. Um, I love Olivia Coleman. She's a fantastic actress. It's it's funny. Um, I When they were coming up to getting a new doctor, I was like, oh, I want Olivia Coleman. I want Olivia Coleman. But they got Jodie Comer. But who was another actress on Broadchurch. So I was like, okay, I got the right show. They were both on the same show, but oh well. But I love Jodie Comer. Yeah. Oh, Jodie Comer, that's not her name. That's um, Jodie Whittaker. I think that's her name. I'm going to kick myself. I'm going to kick myself. I'll have people scream at me on on Twitter. No, I won't. No one would dare because I would come for them. (laughs) For me, like the last few months, it's been the first time in, well, 20 years we haven't had a new season of Survivor. So that has been very strange. Yeah, it is Jodie Whittaker. Ah, yeah, that's a bummer about Survivor. I used to be a pretty big fan of the American Survivor, but I think, like, I watched for, like, 10 straight years, but I stopped watching in, like, 2012, 2013. But I hear that the past couple of seasons have been, like, really good. Yeah. Yeah. um, Season 37, um, David and Goliath is is very good and it's just got some amazing comedic moments. It was it's just one of those those seasons where it's just great fun to be part of the community. Um see 
season 40 was all winners. So that's the last season that's aired of the US where they got back 20 um, past winners to in to play. So that was, you know, a trip down memory lane as well to go, oh, these people you never think you'd see back again, here they are. So if they had to end Survivor, you know, for a little while anyway, they sort of ended it on a high with, you know, this big, big all winners um, cast. But yeah, it's it's been a big oh, it's twenty years of my life. God. But um, I think there's some seasons randomly up on Netflix. I've I've heard like Matthew McConaughey watching it. That's beautiful. Yeah, I think when I was last on Netflix, I saw that. It was like season like 23 and 24 or something, something yeah. like that. But yeah, I'd have yeah. to give that a watch. I love those kind of shows because, you know, people think that they're the same every season, but they're not. Like something totally crazy like happens or like someone's a really bad person and they get kicked off. Like you just, you never know what's going to happen. It's like The Bachelor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'd like to think it's. There's a bit more strategy than than The Bachelor, but it's it's interesting because you know the mix of people's always different, and that's the core of what I like about Survivor. I mean, I know the producers throw twists in, but it all comes down to the people. How do they interact? How do they how do they view the game and and do things? So, um, is it season twenty? Five Philippines is fun. Is it tw- season now? I'm testing myself. Season twenty-seven, Kagiyan, Beauty Brains Brawn, is such a fun season. Such a fun season where it's 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 really it's a good game, but it's also really fun. So that's a, that's a recommendation out to people. Yeah. What year was that one? Oh, like 2014? Now I'm going to have to look it up. Because <laughs> that, that sounds really familiar. Like I feel like I probably like watched that one. Like I remember yeah. some of the themes were just really good. I love the ones where like secretly like the people know each other or it's like secretly a mother and a daughter or something. Like I live <laughs> for that kind of stuff. Yeah. So they've had two of these blood versus water. Um, seasons so Mm. they're interesting how those outside relationships play and that's um, sometimes an interesting thing about the about like returnee seasons how your past relationships affect you know what goes on Um, but yeah Um, I'm just looking it up on survivor wiki Oh, my goodness, all the different Survivor versions because, of course, Australia has their own version of Survivor that it got restarted a few years ago. Um, And, of course, Australia being Australia, it's on three times a week and each episode is somewhere between 60 and 90 minutes because this is how we do reality TV in Australia. I never knew that. That's interesting. Yeah, so I don't watch it, but like Married at First Sight would be three nights a week 
you know, MasterChef three nights a week. They just do this strict programming because they've got to make a lot more episodes than, yeah, for whatever reason. But, yeah, that's just what we do. That's just what we do. Oh, yeah, just looking it up now, Kagiya. Kagiyan, season 28, aired, yeah, first half of 2014. So, yes, that's a really fun season. That was the first um, theme was Braum versus Brains versus Beauty. Now, some of their interpretations of, of beauty, it's beauty on the inside, um, but it's... Yeah, these themes are what they do now because they, they're not changing filming locations every season now because of expense. They're just filming Fiji. Fiji gives them lots of um, tax breaks. Hmm. Yeah. Good for Fiji. Yes, yes. So come to Fiji, everyone, when you get a chance. Yes, I know it's a mammoth flight for you over there, but yes, it looks lovely and it's quite weird if I see a map of the South Pacific I know all the island names because there were tribe names on various survivor seasons so that's how I learned geography now what a great way hey that's how I'm learning about royal history is you know watching the crown so it all that matters is that we're doing it yep yep yeah so one thing I did start to be able to watch was The Expanse. I'd read all the books, but I finally went, right, I will actually watch the TV show and they've got their fifth season coming out in December. Have you watched that or heard of that? I've heard of it. I just haven't watched it yet. And it's good? Yeah. Yeah, it's good. So it's set in the future where there's populations of humans living on asteroids, on Mars, in colonies everywhere. And they're sort of developed as three separate nations. And so there's conflict within them. And it's, it's good in that it's, um, you know, science as well in that they actually show the effect of living low gravity would have on the human body. Um, and they try to depict travelling through space somewhat um you know, realistically in that there is no gravity. So they have their mag, mag boots all the time to keep them attached to the ground. Mm. But, yeah, it's, I'm really surprised how well they've been able to, to film it. Yeah, so that's, that's a science-y, fiction-y show if you want to watch that one. I've watched the first season of Harley Quinn because that's on Amazon here. I've heard... I'd heard good things, you know, from from Emily about it, so I caught up with that. Oh, I love our Emily. good friend Emily. <laughs> now i I think I need to watch Deadwood now because of your your rewatch on Canto Bite. For those of you who 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 don't listen, you should, but. You do an excellent podcast called Canto Bite Dispatch, which is started as a Star Wars podcast but has evolved. You still talk about Star Wars. 
not kindly, but yeah, we still talk about <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> That's what I love about, you know, our podcast is, you know, that we're not married to one certain thing. Like we're we're married to a bunch of different things. You know, we talk about Marvel sometimes. We talk about Deadwood sometimes. We talk about Ben Mendelsohn sometimes because you always have to talk about Ben Mendelsohn. Yes. And yeah, I love it. It's just, it's one of those podcasts that, you know, you just, it's like you're just having a conversation and just pressing the record button. Yeah. So you've been watching Deadwood for the first time and talking about that and without any idea how linked it would be to the Mandalorian. So, so many actors from Deadwood have turned up in the Mandalorian. I know it's almost fate that I started watching it. Like I give mad props to Emily for, you know, getting me into it because now I see all these actors. I'm like, they're from Deadwood. And like, I totally didn't get that. Um, Bosch was in the episode and uh, I <laughs> Bosch is in Deadwood too, but it's funny cause I see him and I'm like, Oh, that's Bosch. Cause Oh my God, my dad and my brother are obsessed like whenever there's a new season like they're on the couch for like three days straight I swear like that is a brown family show right there I I don't watch it but just it's always on for some reason they love it yeah it's good I I think I just heard you know there was someone in the office who whose family read the book so she was like oh yeah we'll, we'll watch this and and I just I've I saw it was coming on SBS. I started watching it, and yeah, I just really, really love it. I, but no one else watches it, so I'm like alone in my bosh. But yeah, I think I have to get your dad and your brother to do a bosh podcast with me, or get you in to to watch bosh for the first time. Hey, that's probably more realistic than my dad and my brother. My dad will not step like. 12 feet like near my podcasting equipment like I'm always like hey want to do something because when when Emily did something with her dad like I thought that was like the cutest thing in the world and that made me want to be like hey dad like let's like let's let's record something but I think it'd have to be like me editing out like every time he says something that's it's like dad don't say that you know (laughs) we we can't say those things you know just (laughs) dad things yeah yeah, I I know, like I sometimes I think, oh, I should get my mum on to talk about Downton Abbey with me. You know, because when Downton Abbey, the, the TV show was on, we'd be calling each other like afterwards going, right, have, have you watched it yet? Okay, ooh, what about this? What about this? And, and then we went and saw the movie together and I nearly t- took my recording equipment. I was like, oh. But Betty was like, no, no, I'm not going to talk into that. I'm not going to talk into that. I'm like, oh, mum, mum, the content, the hashtag content you are throwing away. Oh, man, still would have been proud. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. So mum and I call each other after Downton Abbey. Um, We also called each other after The Block, which is another reality show in Australia where couples renovate houses and then at the end they all get put on up for auction and then the person who's made the most profit wins yeah 
Oh, that's fun because in the end you you get a refurbished house. Yeah, it's great. So they, so yeah, the, the network buys. Well, this time they bought land and then they brought in five um, houses from different eras, and so the five couples then moving and then they've they've got to start like it's a, a room a week that they've got to deliver and they get judged on it. So it's it's full on. It's full on. Like bathroom weeks. Oh no. The disasters with bathroom weeks. <laughs> oh man, that's like the Great British Bake Off where it just you overproof the cake or you overproof this or this is melted or something like it just never ends or you know this is burnt this is baked too much this has no flavor like dang yeah yeah so you know we're calling each other going oh did you watch the auctions or you know that person was bidding very strangely um yeah so that there was this guy who who went to like all the auctions and he would bid really odd numbers that's his strategy he would like go up in increments of just strange numbers and then add cents to the end you can just see the real estate agents going oh god <laughs> oh god you know and they had to get the bit of paper out and calculator to to add it each time to make sure they were accurate and yeah it was just, it's just rough, just rough. God, sounds like it. Yeah, yeah. So now I have an ever-growing list of things I have to watch. Are you going to add to my list with any recommendations? Hmm. Any new things to see? I don't know. I'm trying to think of. Some, uh, I'm a sucker for just crappy reality TV, like Love Is Blind, like the show where the the couples like are in different pods and they talk to each other, and that's yeah. how they fall in love. They don't get to see each other until they get proposed to. It's ridiculous, but like I love it. Like that was the show I was watching during um, quarantine when we were you know locked up that first like two months. Like I was hooked to that, but. I can't think of anything else that I've watched. Maybe, I think, have you heard of Supernatural? Yes. I know that's just ended after, what, 15 seasons? Like 30 years, I think. (laughs) Feels like it. I think you would really like that. Sam and Dean are adorable, and they're as adorable as they are beautiful. So I think that you would like that show. It's it's kind of silly, you know, kind of, you know, investigated, you know, like th- they're like the Ghostbusters, but they don't have like the vacuums like they do, but. <laughs> oh, vacuums. <laughs> uh-huh. So I think you'd like, I think you should try that. I think you'd really like that. Okay. Okay. It, it sounds like a great, put on while I'm doing marking or something like that type of show. Yeah. 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 I'm watching, you know, The Office because there's The Office podcast, Office Lady. So, you know, I sort of watch to keep up with that and and listen. Um, what else am I watching? It sort of feels like I'm not watching much. A bit of Fargo, season four. 
I'm a few episodes behind. Have you ever watched any of the seasons of Fargo? No, but I've been meaning to for a long time because I hear how good Fargo is. Yeah. What's great is because each season's self-contained, if you didn't like a season, you know, like the next one comes along. So it's like, oh, well, you know, new story, new characters. Um, But, yeah, it's just amazing. The first two seasons, really, really good. So, yeah watch that it's it's good very it's wintry and snowy and a lot of a lot of it as well so for me that's like looks so different but the thing that throws me in the first season is the guy who plays um tim in the british office and of course watson on sherlock he's playing this guy from minnesota so it just throws me hearing this American accent coming out of his incredibly British face. I love when actors do that. It just shows just what they are capable of doing. So good. Yeah. Yeah, there's some people that he just looks too British. You know how some people you look at them go, oh, yeah, you're British. He just looks at, or is that just me being very biased having seen him in too many things no no i think sometimes you look at people and be like yeah yeah you're british yeah yeah i have i have scottish cousins and you can tell that you know they're scottish by just looking at them yeah i do like it when um australian actors go over to america and of course so they do american accents and americans have no idea that they're australian and then they start to talk in their Australian accents and they're completely thrown. Uh, and we know them from from all these other things. I, I, I'm I learning too. Like Ben Mendelsohn, like I've seen a ton of his little like Australian <laughs> movies. Like I, I'm getting there. Like when he was in The Outsider, my best friend was watching it. Oh, yeah. And I'd tell her, I'm like, yeah, he's Australian. Like he's like, he's... He's very known in my little Star Wars community. And she's like, no way. I'm like, yeah, that's Mendo. We love Mendo in this house. We stand Mendo. Yes. Always for the Mendo. Yeah, he was great in The Outsider. So for those of you out there who haven't seen it, I highly recommend The Outsider. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. I'm a bit sad that they didn't renew it for a second season but it it did come to the end of the story so you can go oh well this was the end but yeah so what other Australian movies with Mendo have you seen god let me think let me look at his Wikipedia because I I forget. Emily and I have done so many Mendo movies. Um, let me look yeah. up Mendo. There was like the really young one. Was it the year my voice broke with like Noah Taylor? Yes. Yeah. Um, Yeah, of course, the the problem is you guys being able to see some of these movies because they're not 
always streaming or readily available to you. But yeah, he, he's great. Yeah, I mean, I think honestly, I can't think of any other like actual like Australian movies that he's been in that I've seen because I mean, I've seen all like the mainstream like blockbuster movies like, you know, Batman, Ready Player One, um, yeah. Captain Marvel. God, it was amazing mm. seeing him and Captain Marvel. Yeah. Oh, that was so good. Captain Marvel's a good movie anyway. And then you whack on Ben Mendelsohn just oh, being so Mendo. I love that he kept the Australian accent. He's just, yeah, nah, this is how thrills talk. He's so precious. I love him. Yeah. I need more movies with him. I think he's supposed to be in like a musical soon or something. Like that's that's a dream come true for me. You know, I, I love musicals. Like give me yeah. all the musicals. So oh, Spotswood is a movie that has Anthony Hopkins. So basically he Anthony Hopkins went from filming Silence of the Lambs his next movie was this small little independent movie here in Australia called Spotswood, hmm. um, where he, except in 1966, where he, you know, ex, uh, was it? he's an efficiency expert and he comes to this factory and he's he learns about the people. But, yeah, it's a great just little Australian movie. And Anthony Hopkins before it all got really big with him, you know, because Silence of the Lambs hadn't come out yet, so we didn't know what was about to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm trying to think some other Australians. Well, Margot Robbie, of course, is Harley Quinn in um, all the Harley Quinn movies now. Have you seen Birds of Prey? I did. I did. I, I thought that movie was fine. Um, it wasn't my, like, favorite movie in the world, but I thought it was it was done well. It was fun, action-packed. Like, Margot Robbie yeah. is an amazing act- actress. Yeah. On the DC scale, though, it's up there mm-hmm. for, yeah. It's funny, like, my DC favorites are, like, Shazam, Wonder Woman, Birds of Prey. So they're they're not quite, you know, the the mainstream big story ones. They're yeah, the the female ones and Shazam because Shazam's fun. I loved Shazam. That was adorable. I saw it at like one of those early screenings or like. Like one of those, you're the first person to see Shazam. And I just, I felt so special. Like I was doing my princess wave and no, I, I loved it. Like that movie is just adorable. I, yeah, I feel like we're so spoiled by Marvel that we get DC movies and we're like, nah, I don't know. Maybe let's, 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 let's go back to Marvel because. I love Marvel movies. Like, yeah, seeing like Endgame and Infinity War, like those were just like unforgettable experiences. Like being in those packed theaters, which is like something that we probably yeah. won't experience like again for a very, very, very long time. No, but God, good times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Marvel opening night is 
is a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, I remember with Captain Marvel, I was there on the Wednesday night um, for opening and then I was again the Friday night seeing it again and there was a, a pack of teenage girls just cheering on Captain Marvel every turn. I'm like, yes, yes, this movie's for you. This is, yes. Plus it's got the best soundtrack. Oh, yeah, the good old 90s music soundtrack. Yeah, good movie. Yeah. Please please don't call it old. Please. Oh. That, that was my years, my years. That was the year I was born. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't like doing the maths on, on all of that. That makes me sad. So... We've got one Wonder Woman's 1984 is going to be released here Boxing Day in the cinemas. You're going to get it on HBO Max, I think, around the same time. I believe so. I believe on Christmas Day and they're showing it in some theaters too because I know here the biggest thing for people to do on Christmas Day is go to the movies, see a movie, see multiple movies. I've just never been into that. And especially now, like, I definitely don't think that should happen or is going to happen here. So I don't know. A lot of these movies are being released on streaming services. Like, I know that Disney Pixar Soul is being released on Disney Plus, which is exciting because I've wanted to see that since I saw yeah. behind scenes footage at uh, D23 last year. Mm. God, yes, your D23, that was the best when um, – so last year Brittany was at D23 and very kindly sent me some messages <laughs> when you were in the panel that I'm incredibly jealous of and seeing my man Cassian. Yeah, I I think that's like the first thing I did. Yeah, I'm, I'm scrolling back in our messages now. And I saw him and I was like, oh, my God. I'm like, I, I wish I was Catherine right now so that Catherine could like experience this. Like, I... I was so excited to see him, like, and especially Ewan McGregor, because, like, that's my Star Wars guy. Like, yeah. oh, I was just, like, I I was in heaven. Like, I saw him, and I just got up, and I just started just yelling, just arms everywhere. <laughs> like, I, I probably cried a little bit, but, yeah, I saw Diego. Beautiful man. Yes, absolutely beautiful just beaming with joy because oh, yeah the day they on um, bobby i said it on the on his you know shareholders call my phone just went off with notifications that was a very fun day but yes your messages and photos being there for the official announcement was just great so Ewan's your man. Are you looking forward to the Obi-Wan um, series? Oh, yeah. I love anything 
you know, dealing with Obi-Wan, you know, especially Vader. Like, I am a sucker for anything Vader. Like, seeing him in Rogue One was such an experience. Like, I felt like I was, like, in church. Like, it just, holy, <laughs> like, hands up, you know, like, it just amazing. I, I, but I love you, and I've always been an Obi-Wan fan, like, prequels Obi-Wan, not so much. I don't know. I was a prequels kid. <laughs> I, I grew up with the prequels. I love yeah. and appreciate them. Like, I... I love him. So I'm excited to see Ewan and what he's going to do as Obi-Wan. I'm, I'm hoping that they start filming that stuff soon. But he's always talking about it, which bugs me. Because I'm like, don't tell me about it because I want to be surprised. <laughs> like, you can't tell me what you're getting me for Christmas because I'm going to open it and be like, yeah, it's just some socks. Great. I told you. I, You know what? I love surprises. Yeah, I, I think we'll be surprised. He's managed to keep that secret for a very long time. I can you imagine how long he's he's had to keep that in that they were talking Obi Wan projects for years. Yeah, yeah. Props to him for keeping a secret. A lot of people can't keep secrets, so yeah. Props to him. Mm. Yeah, it was funny. Um, a friend of mine, we were texting after the Mandalorian, and we're like, oh. Do you think we'll get flashbacks back to Coruscant to see how Baby Yoda was hidden? And then we're like, oh, maybe we'll get flashbacks with him and his masters. Oh, maybe we'll get you winning a flashback. So. Oh, my God. If that happened, like, I would lose it because I feel like everyone right now has been, like, losing it over seeing Ahsoka, you know, which is it, it's which is great. Like, I, I like Ahsoka. I'm, f- I'm fine with it. Cool, awesome, great. But man, if you got like Hayden and Ewan in there, like I would lose my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Like the more I was, I texted back saying, don't make me want this. You know, it'll just be in my head now. Don't make me want this. But yeah, I'd, I'd love to see that. I think. I mean, I'm so happy for all the big Clone Wars fans to see Ahsoka in in live action. Um, so they've, you know, they they went through the ringer a bit with with Clone Wars, you know, being cancelled and then years later being brought back. But yeah, it's it's amazing seeing her in yeah filmed in real life. So it was. I, I'm sure I'm going to have to explain to a number of people who she is, who all the people are, and so I'll, I'll have to get a, a summary sheet ready to just hand out. You know, here's your facts sheet. Yeah, yeah I yeah. I feel like that too. Like watching it with my dad this morning, he's like, "Who is this? Who is that? Who are these people?" I'm just like, Dad, it, it's a long story, but I'd love to explain it to you sometimes. Like, I think the other night, uh, my mom was sitting on the couch, and she's like, why do people not like Gina Carano? And I'm like, all right, Mom, how much time do you have? I'll tell you about it. And my siblings are just like, God, Brittany, no, we don't need to hear this. But I'm like, yes, we do. Yes, we do. Because it's important. God. I, I just I love educating just 
my friends, my family on, you know, just what's going on and like why like some people are, are trash and why others aren't, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. It's sometimes there's various, you know, Twitter things. You, you sort of roll your eyes and go, mm, but this one you go, no, no, people need to know about this. It needs to be beyond our sort of Twitterverse that you need to know what was said. Um, so I'm glad people are asking the questions. Um, you know, my mother doesn't watch Mandalorian. Apparently she said to me, I haven't watched any of the Star Wars. So I just looked at her and said, how is that possible? I grew up in your house. Surely. Surely, Mum. She's like, no, no, I don't think so. But I like you in your Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, it, it's funny. Like my parents, I don't. I, they grew up like knowing about it. Like I feel like my dad's, you know, my dad's family was never really in, into it. But it's funny just like seeing now my mom being like, oh yeah, my sister's kids were obsessed with it you know oh like I knew people that were obsessed with it I'm just like little did you know that your kids are you know making you go to the movie premieres you know on Thursday (laughs) nights you know watching Star Wars you know making an event like my sister goes all out you know she gets she would get us cakes she would make poster boards like one year she had to get her jaw relined so here's oh. her jaw wired shut working on a poster for The Force Awakens. Oh like it's just it's <laughs> crazy just like the what we do for these things. Like we we go all out. I mean, we always have with things, you know, with Disney, our whole house is Disney. Like if Bobby I ever came over, like he would be pleased. So yes. Yes, Bobby I is the man. I love Bobby I. Yeah, I really feel like he's making Cassian just for me. That no one else was calling for it except me. But he was like, hmm, I'm going to make what Catherine likes. There you go, Catherine. Here's a Cassian show for you. Just just for you. As he should. Like that's, yeah. that's what the world needs, you know. Like <laughs> I expect every episode to start with, you know, for Catherine. This is for you. Like every episode should start like that and end like that. Like this is for Catherine. Yeah. Because it's just for me. No one else. No one else matters. Me and my birthday buddy, (laughs) Diogo. I love that so much. But, um, yeah, I'd love Mendo to turn up in that as well. Oh. That'd be a dream come true. Like, I want that for Emily, too. Like, I feel like with Star Wars now, like, I want things so much, like, not for me, but, like, for other people. Like, you know, with Ahsoka this week, I was so excited for our friend Corey. You know, for Cassian, I'm so excited for you. You know, for the potential of, you know, Mendo, I'm so excited for Emily. Like, just her being able to see him and just the happiness, like, that would bring her. Like, that would mean the world to me. Like, I want that more than anything. Yeah, that's one of the great things being being part of the community is you see different things and you go, oh, so-and-so would love that, so-and-so would love that. You know, it's, it's enjoying things not only for yourself but for everyone and 
knowing you know who would get a kick out of various things um is it's just great uh yeah you know even people sometimes not enjoying things like our friend Matt Frost he you know he he doesn't love the Mandalorian but he does it in such a funny way at times of just slightly taking the piss all the time out of like the sunsets and and things like that but he enjoys our enjoyment I love our friend Matt Frost can I just say that like just a precious human being He's he's the greatest. He's the greatest, um, and and of course we've all come around on Toro. Not that we love him, but now we're indoctrinated with Toro Watch. Thanks, Steel. Thanks, Steel, on Toro Watch. <laughs> Out of all the things like to expect, like would happen in fandom, like that's one of the things that still I'm so surprised that that's. A thing is Toro watch like just steals fascination with Toro is one of the greatest things to happen to this fandom and that's just something that I love about this is that every day you know something new like I love the jokes you know it's like Michael Scott when he's like I love inside jokes like I I've always wanted to be part of one like I yes. just feel like this is just one of the things are just like I am part of this like I love this so much like it just it's mm. just so joyous yeah. So I have another friend who is waiting until all the Mandalorian episodes are out so she can binge them. And I'm actually getting very annoyed with her not watching them. And so after this latest episode, I'm like, look, you have to watch it because you're going to get spoiled. Normal media is going to pick up on what's happened in in the latest episode. And and she's like, no, no. Um, but you know, so a little while ago, you know, doing it, and she was saying, yeah, no, I'm not going to watch it. So I texted back a gif. I, I looked up, you know, this "You Make Me Sad" as a gif, and one of the gifs has the guy from Kim's Convenience, aka the pilot Carson. So I tweeted that to her. She didn't know. She was part of an inside joke, which makes the joke better. <laughs> I love that so much. Oh. So, yes, I was having my own joke. No one else got it, so I just delighted myself. <laughs> Those are just the best jokes, the ones that just make you the happiest. Yeah. Yeah. So with... Some of the reveals on the Mandalorian, you, you're picking out, you know, who would like it, and so with Thrawn being name dropped, I was like, "Ooh, what would King Tom think about that?" I think I was, I said some curse words while being like, "Ah," when I heard Thrawn, <laughs> like, oh, "Man, uh, Rebels just didn't do anything kind to me." You know, I, mm. I love the whole, you know, Fast and Furious type thing where just you know, family is everything, but. Yeah, and I, you had to know that Ahsoka would, like, name drop, like, something. Just the fact that she's still looking for these people that she spent, like, five minutes with, and, you know, not 
it, it's interesting. Yeah. And I was really interested too in that, you know, they kept calling her a Jedi. And is she is she a Jedi again? Like, did she decide, like, you know what? I'm gonna be a Jedi. Like, she's not because she saw what the Jedi did to her and she's like, yeah. I'm just I'm I'm just your average force wielder. Yeah. Look, at this point it's like she's close enough. Yeah. She's she's practically a Jedi. You know, you know, you you're practically yeah, she's the closest thing we've got and okay, she's not technically quote unquote a Jedi, but come on. Just for all intents and purposes, she's a Jedi. So yeah, I think there'd have to be a lot of explaining, you know, what what they meant if they didn't call her a Jedi. See, I think that that episode, yeah, you'd have to do a lot of explaining to people who don't know who Ahsoka is and who all these various other people are. Where, I, as I think, like Bo Katan, who's a deeper cut, I think the show did a really good job of just shorthand. You know, she's the leader, or she was the leader of the Mandalorians. They managed to just, in a sentence, bang say it that was so beautifully done like honestly like Mm. i think that was a better episode than this one that we just had Uh, like mm. that was just so beautiful like i loved seeing her and it was just it was very simple you know she kind of explained you know what she was doing why she was doing it and i feel like it's such a day flowing thing to not really explain anything which is why we didn't really get a lot you know from ahsoka this episode but i am just surprised of just like the overwhelming you know positivity you know from this yeah i think i think you know seeing ahsoka in real life that they didn't wait i think part of me was was thinking, oh, she'll be in the last 30 seconds. I think coming into the episode, I thought, oh, they'll, they'll keep her for the very last. But no, first first off, you see her. So I think that was a surprise. Um, I think seeing her with the lightsabers, it, that looked quite good. Um, but I have to admit that there was, you know, like the magistrate, I sort of thought, oh, she probably has some ties back to the Clone Wars that I can't remember. Um, because it's a Filoni episode, I'm almost expecting more of those those deep cut references and I think that maybe takes away from the overall story. And, uh, yeah, I kept expecting... Um, Moff Gideon to turn up so I was terrified the entire time yeah I was too I was surprised that he didn't show up like I, I feel like this was a very like bland episode and it just it, it didn't feel right you know seeing Rosario like after you know all those allegations against her like it makes me like yeah really want Lucasfilm to you know address it and because it's important for you know for the community, for the trans non-binary, you know, community. Like, it's yeah. so important, you know. We're getting that with, you know, Gina Carano. We're not getting any anything, you know. And she's continuing, you know, like, blabbing, blabbing, blabbing. But, oh. yeah. Sorry, I, I totally derailed that to a not positive thing. But, uh, yeah. 
it's right. No, you're right. Like Lucasfilm need to say something. I can understand if they're they can't because of contractual reasons, especially in the case of Gina, that um, you know they might not be able be able to at the moment. Maybe after the season, they might be able to state something clearer. Um, with Rosario, yeah, the allegations are not great, and so uh, you know, it, in some ways, you hope. Well, okay, that was what she has done. Has she learnt from it? Is she is she improving as a person? Because I I, I suppose I want to see the best in people. I want to go. Okay, you, you've done something bad. Have you learnt from it? Are you growing from it? Do you have you reflected on it? But I don't know. Admittedly, I haven't really deep dived too hard to see if she's learnt from it. Yeah, I'll definitely like send you like links on, you know, like what's going on, you know, what happened, you know, the parties involved. My understanding of it is, you know, unfortunately, like, I don't think, you know, she has learned from it, you know, but of course, Mm -hmm. like, you know, you want the best from people, you know, you want people to learn from, you know, their mistakes and their hatred, like you don't want people to be filled with this awful you know hatred you know my mom always taught me you know to you know always you know see the light in people and it just it's rough because like you can't do that anymore because you know once someone crosses you know that line like you can't go back because there's no no more room for exclusion in anything you know we all need to accept and love each other like that's that's just what we need right now especially but the world needs that yeah there's that I'm going to say this all wrong, but, you know, you just have to you know, accept but love everyone. You know, people are people. You just accept that. Yeah. And and you shouldn't hate anyone because of who they are. That just comes down to it. If, yeah, you, if someone, yeah, I'm not saying it very well. No, you are. You said it beautifully, I think. And I think that everyone listening will think that you said it beautifully. Yeah, I, you know, yes, I've, I try to be pretty positive on here because sometimes the world gets pretty negative and I can get negative in the world. You know, like you, you get in a grump about something at work and then the rest of your day you're in a grump, mm-hmm. you know, um, so I like using you know, all of this stuff as an escape from being, yeah, like negative and just try to enjoy things. But, of course, real-life factors come into it. So, yes, on The Expanse there's an actor who won't be back for the sixth season because of um, some sexual misconduct um, allegations so he's been let go um, so and it does color your the way you you, you watch the show um, and yes knowing who something about you know the people playing Ahsoka and Cara Dune 
does color your perception. I, I think especially with Cara Dune, I think that's this season it was, oh, Cara. Mm. And, yeah, which was disappointing. Um, but, yes, I'm going to look. Let's be positive. Let's be happy again. Yeah. Happy, happy, happy. Baby Yoda has a name. <gasks> Grogu. I so love it. Cute. It's so cute. close to Yoju, which makes me love it even more. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I love how he was responding to his name too, like a dog, yes. you know, responding, you know, like, hey, uh, hey, puppy, you know, it, it gets all excited, like Grogu. And I loved how Grogu has, you know, this backstory that, you know, he was at the Jedi Temple and he had to hide for so many years and that he has all this like pent up anger in him. Like he's like the angry 13 year old who wants privacy, you know, it's just, it's so funny. It just, we're learning about Grogu and, you know, now he has a name, he has a backstory, like that's so exciting. Yeah. And the link between him and Din now, like you can see it's father and son because Grogu just looked at him like, like you're my daddy. You're my daddy now. It was so cute. It was just, yeah, and I was so terrified when they left Grogu back at the ship and Din was like, oh, he's back at the ship having a sleep. I was like, oh, God. You better be. You bad baby. Din's gonna get back there. Din's gonna get back there, and the ship's gonna be empty, and Moff Gideon's gonna go mwahahaha and fly off. Yes, he was gonna do the mwahahaha laugh because that's how I act. Yep. Yeah, I was I was weird out that we never got to see Moff Gideon, you know. But I was really happy that, you know, Grogu is safe and is his little bed, you know, just just sleeping, hanging out. <sighs> Grogu. Yeah. And he just wanted Din to cuddle him. I know. Let's see. But yeah, just the little bit we heard about being at the Jedi Temple and someone hid him. You go, oh, who hid him? What did he see? Did he see Anakin coming and kill everyone? Did he see that? Did he witness that? God. I would love to see the Jedi Temple nursery because knowing that Grogu was so young when he was mm-hmm. there because, God, the events of these movies, it was probably like 20 to 23 the Clone Wars happened like 20, 23 years ago because that's how Luke and Leia are. So knowing that he was half his age, like how yeah. how little was he? You know, and thinking about all the other species that they get like practically from birth, like that's yeah. interesting. Like who's in charge of that daycare? Like that must be a crazy daycare because you have kids, you know, forcing things all over the place and, you know... Oh. Yeah. Crazy stuff. You, you don't want that. No. You, you don't want demanding toddlers, you know, force bringing all their stuff to them. I can just imagine, you know, if my cat, you know, had force powers, he'd just oh. be bringing his treats to him all the time. Yeah, children are terrifying. The smaller they are, the scarier they are because they're just so fragile and little and 
you know, like Yoju, like I love him, you know, seeing in that desk chair la- last episode made me like almost cry. Like he's just so cute, but I can't hold him because I'm afraid I might like it's precious cargo. Yeah. One one part of the story, the show that was good was that they kept, did keep it vague how he got from the Jedi Temple then to where Din found him. So they've kept that vague so they can fill it in if if need be yeah which is an interesting story because god he's been hidden for you know possibly over 20 years like a poor little guy yeah yeah and the jedi it's just odd you think yeah you're taking children from a young age you're indoctrinating them into this belief system and then you go oh Hang on, the children of the watch, you know, Death Watch, they take foundlings, young children, indoctrinate them into a certain beliefs to be warriors. You go, oh, they're both kind of cultish. It's sort of interesting these the parallels between you know, Death Watch and, and yeah, the Jedi. Yeah, they bond over their cults. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's a bit sad that that's what they've got to bond over, but yeah, they're they're wonderful. I do you think we'll see more of Din's story as a child? Maybe. I you know, funny enough, when Ahsoka was telling, you know, Din to connect with Baby Yoda, I thought he was gonna take off his mask. I was gonna be like, oh wow, that's a connection because I, I don't know about you, but I'd love to see Pedro's face again. Ooh, like that, yes. that would be very nice. Yeah, I, I don't know though. I I really want to know more about Din because I feel like we're getting a lot about you know little Grogu here, and you know I, I want Din. Let's do some Din. Yeah. I want Din Din. <laughs> you want your Din Dins? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm all for that, and you know we got him not taking the mask off but lifting it a little bit the other week to drink his soup and little Groju looking up trying to go oh what's your face look like daddy yeah what's your face look like do you look like me (laughs) (laughs) imagine just a little yoda head underneath that mask that'd be like so funny (laughs) oh he's but yeah i definitely want him to take the mask off but he's probably not ready but that little just lifting it a little bit you go oh he's he's going to at some stage if it's just him and groju you think he's going to show his face at some stage yeah 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 oh now i've had had you for a while now so thank you very much for coming on is there anything you want to plug yeah, let's uh, plug my beautiful podcast that I have with my wonderful co-host, Emily Lind. That is the Canto Bite Dispatch. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter as Canto Bite Pod. We talk about, you know, mostly Star Wars, but every now and then we talk about Deadwood. We talk about Mendo. <laughs> like, it's just, it's such a good time. It's just two really good friends who actually live on, you know, opposite parts of you know the united states i'm from california and lily's from new york and you know we we're committed to this we've been going for 
God, it's been three years now. Like it, it's it's beautiful. I love it. Listen to the podcast. It's great. Good times. Yeah, I'd seen the pictures from Celebration last year where the two of you met in person for the first time. That was amazing. That was amazing. Oh, that was one of my favorite things. And it was funny too because, you know, people I didn't even know would walk up to me and be like, how is meeting Emily? Like there was, I always remember this, that there was this person with a Lego microphone that just randomly came up to me and was like interviewing me. And he's like, so how did you feel about meeting Emily for the first time? And like for some reason when I talk into microphones, like I look into them like with people. Thank God I'm not doing that with you. But I was just like looking into this microphone and I'm just like, yeah, like meeting Emily was so great. And I'm just like, I don't even I felt so bad didn't ask for his name or anything but I I love that that's why I'm so excited for you know the next celebration because I don't know I'm much I'm much happier you know mentally and physically since you know the last time you know I saw everyone so I'm just I'm so happy to be able to get together with everyone and you know have a good time because that's what we desperately need you know I know it's like in about two years but Dang, I am excited. Yeah. Well, in a bit over a month, we'll be able to say it's next year. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 I'm so looking forward to seeing you all again because meeting up with you all like at, I've met with you at the bar at the Haunted Hotel and Emily at the Airbnb, you know, I just remember still sort of sitting back going, Twitter's got come to life. Twitter's come to life. Oh, man. I still look back at that picture of us when we met for the first time. I think Josh got it. That's one of my yeah. favorite pictures of Where I think time. we were just standing there holding hands and just screaming at each other. Yep. <laughs> just. And we're going to do that again when we see each other. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, such fun. Yeah, and that was my number one priority when I was planning out for this celebration was how do I maximise my time with people? That's what I wanted. I wanted to be able to see everyone because that's, yes, the panels are fantastic, but why am I going to fly over to the other side of the world? to meet family because you know like fast and the furious it's all about family if if i've learned anything from fan and the furious family we love family here yeah but honestly like i'm so excited to you know help out when celebration planning you know becomes closer and closer because honestly the more you overthink it like the less you're going to be able to accomplish, I think, because you get there and then someone's going to be like, hey, Catherine, like, let's go hang out in downtown Disney. You're just going to be like, okay, great. Because just spontaneity, like, especially at conventions is where, you know, most of your fun times will be experienced. So I I think that it's just going to be so fun just not planning too much. I mean, obviously you're going to plan, you know, to go to the parks and to, you know, go to Universal, like this or that. But yeah, that'll come. Like you'll get tons of messages yeah. from me just being like, hey, I'm here. Meet me here. I have a drink waiting for you, you know? <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Um, so, yes, 
if you're not already listening, listen to Canto Bite. It's great. And I'll try to think of some more um, fuck, marry, kills. You know, I get a bit stuck on thinking of them sometimes, but I'll try to think of some more. I just, I've never heard you say the F word. <laughs> I was like, wow, <laughs> I, I didn't know the cursing was allowed on this podcast. I've been trying to stay clean the whole time. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I don't overuse it, but, um, on, on the podcast, but it, it's like, um, because of COVID restrictions, we've had to like move offices to be all socially distanced and everything. So this person who I've known for a few years, he's like sitting in the next desk next to me. He's like, geez, Catherine, I never knew you swore so much. I'm like, yeah. Damn yeah. right I do. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, you know, like the only swear word that really I don't say is the C one because, yeah, that's that's a bit bit much but yeah I try to keep it fairly clean on here but if if swears come out I'm like whatevs you know I mean the clean version of that segment I've caught I've heard is um ding marry kill but it just doesn't I've heard shag marry kill it just doesn't sound like right but it's it just it's so funny just a segment that i got from watching Step Brothers with will ferrell like i just it's amazing that thank you will ferrell for helping me with my podcast segment thank you will ferrell yes now if you're not already following the podcast i'm at that geek pod on twitter and insta and facebook um, you can also follow me at Catherine underscore name. I'm keeping the underscore. I'm loving the underscore. It's all about the underscore. Come join me in the underscore club. Yeah, join Catherine. <laughs> that geek pod will return.